0: WCLS in Whatcom County presents Library Stories, a podcast to open your eyes to all the ways your local public libraries matter. Join us as we reveal the power of sharing at the library. I'm your host, Neil McKay, Online Experience Coordinator for the Whatcom County Library System. And today, I'm here today with Mary Vermillion, my boss. Hi, Mary. Hi, Neil. And we're here to, to present another podcast episode. What are we- hey, I,
1: I just want to say too, you know, it's Valentine's day and this is episode number 17. And I just want to say, Neil, this is a labor of love by you. And I thank you for all the work you've put into this podcast. And, um, if you're listening to this podcast and you like what Neil's creating here, what we're all creating together, um, send him a note, let him know, you know, um, how do they do that, Neil? How does somebody send you? How can you send? well,
0: you can, if you go to our website at WCLS.org podcast, you'll see my email address there and you can, you can write me a little love letter if you want or <laughs> me a little note. Um, you can go to the, um, to our Facebook page be promoting the podcast on Facebook and you can put in comments there so everyone can see what you have to say. Yeah,
1: no, I just, you know, uh, the 17 episodes can hardly believe it. And, and, you know, Neil, thank you for all the work that you put into this. And like I said, it is a labor of love. And we just, we'd love to hear from you listener about what you think about the podcast, what else you'd like to hear, or just let Neil know you like it. That would be
0: great. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you for for saying that, Mary. Of
1: course, yeah. It
0: is a labor of love, um, yeah. and and I'm just really enjoying being able to introduce st- uh, staff and and writers and all sorts of people, patrons mm-hmm. to to the public in a in a in a broad way here, so that so that you all can learn what what goes on in the library. That's yeah,
1: and you were telling me this show, you've got um, something fun. So some, we're celebrating some two of our annual publications.
0: Right. We're focusing on youth. Today, we're interviewing Tamar Clark, who works in the Youth Services uh, Department. And we're going to talk about um, two programs for teens, A Forest of Words and Watt Comics. And... You might be able to guess what those two programs
1: yeah are. i think the names say it all a little bit right like walk comics is an annual um, collection of original art from teen artists uh, it was started at a time when um, comics were kind of on the rise and the youth services staff at the time thought well that'd be a great way to engage with young people um, and so they started walk comics and Um, golly off the top of my head or hey let me just quickly look here In exploration Um, it started in 2007 and it's grown in size when it when it first started there were 31 artists and then the initial year and now there are more than 125 young Uh, artists
0: who who are submitting
1: yeah no there's actually um, 125 in the publication I don't know how many submit but actually in the publication and then and so, Wacomics, you know, features that original artwork, and then a Forest of Words, which began in 2011, is an annual collection, anth- a poetry anthology of poems by um, uh, young uh, writers. So,
2: young you can,
1: of ours. yeah, patrons of ours, yeah, County Library System patrons, and Comics is published every winter, and you can submit your art between September one and t- October thirty first every year, mm-hmm. and then. A Forest of Words, the call for submissions goes out January 1 and um, you can still submit for this, you know, the next anthology. Those submissions are due March 15th. And so there's we'll, the, we'll, there we won't are, have
0: very much time, but
1: yeah, not much time, I guess. But, yeah, March 15th. And if you don't make it this year, there's next year. Yeah. And you can find all the details on our website, And I'm sure that tomorrow is going to talk about that Um and the interview, which I'm looking forward to hearing. But I, I guess I just want to say one thing about that. Like, obviously, we're celebrating the young people who are who are uh, submitting their poetry and their artwork. But as older uh, readers and library users, this is a great opportunity for us to check out the anthologies. Um, each year, each anthology is um, added to our collection. So you can go back and see all of the WAC comics and A Forest of Words from over time. And and I love seeing them every year. If you need a little boost of hope
2: <laughs>
1: and <laughs> happiness, um, check out what young people in our community are thinking about and their perspectives and their incredible artwork and poetry. And so, if again, if you need a little inspiration, I encourage you to go to the catalog um, or go to your branch and check out.
0: Mm-hmm. So you um, can actually and, check out the, yeah, you can check the out. physical um, print book of of each what comics and a forest awards
1: yeah and you know so for the young people who are published in that it's a big coup right because it's for some of them it may be the first time they're they're um, published their work is published and then they're forever included in an anthology in the library collection And you know i was when i was a young uh girl i was a writer and the thought of having you know something published well i mean that's great and again like i said just for me as a reader now, the, the gift of being able to see this work that the young people are submitting is is just really inspiring. And so I'm grateful to all the young people who submit their work and for the chance for the library to be able to celebrate them.
0: Well, and speaking of young people, we also have a bonus um, uh, a bonus interview after Tamar. We're interviewing um, a young woman named Sorrel who... Mm-hmm. Is who has been published in Watt Comics for several years and is going to be in the upcoming edition of Watt Comics that's coming out.
1: Yeah. So- Yeah, that's going to be great. And she's also on the cover of Exploration. So, you know, we mail out our event um, newsletter, library newsletter that gets mailed to all the households in the county. And when you um, open your mailbox here coming up in early March, you're going to see her on the cover in a story inside about what comics and the forest awards.
0: Yeah. So, so look forward to that. And we're going to hear from an actual (laughs) youth, (laughs) A
1: rare a a rare rare opportunity to hear
0: (laughs) well it is rare, you know. I don't know, you know, I've had when I when my boys were teenagers, you couldn't get them to talk to adults.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It just didn't happen. So here we have here we have a teenage artist who is well spoken and really wants to explain what what comics is about and why it's so exciting for her. And that's you know, it's just nice to you know, sit with someone and see their eyes light up when Mm -hmm. they, uh, you know, the art that they're making. And it's just a, it was just a real fun interview.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to hear the whole thing. I've heard bits and pieces of it, so it'll be great to Hear it yeah. all put together. Yeah. And hey, one other thing I want to plug here. Mm-hmm. In, in this oh, yeah. Time. Um, it's Whatcom Reads time. So the author events are coming up March 3rd through the 5th. And so if you're listening to this, you know, before March 3rd to the 5th, we really hope you'll go to wacomreads.org and look for the author events. It's right there on the homepage, uh, an easy link for you to be able to register for the five author events we have with Michael Christie, who wrote this year's featured title, Greenwood. Um, four of the events are in person or at least we're planning them to be in person at this time and the last event on Saturday the 5th is is online and we are asking for people to register which is different for what for um, Whatcom Reads we've never done that before for the in-person events but that will enable us to manage capacity and also to get in touch with you if something does have to change um, due to public health guidelines but right now we're so excited to be able to be in person again after a couple years of of change here. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the lead up community programs have been fantastic. And I, I hope, um, if you're listening that you've had a chance to join in on some of those community programs, which explore themes in Greenwood. Um, and at a minimum, I hope you've read Greenwood and that you'll join us at one of the author events, March 3rd through the 5th, and just go to watcomreads.org, and you'll find out all about it.
0: Lots of things going on in the library as always always are. Yeah, that's right. Let's let's tune in and see what Tamar and Sorrel have to say about Watt Comics. Great. Thanks, Neil. I'm here today with Tamar Clark and Tamar, what do you do for the library system?
2: Well, thanks for having me, Neil. Um, I'm the Teen services coordinator for the Whatcom County Library System.
0: Teen services. So what does that involve?
2: Oh, that's a really great mix of things like um, selection work, where I get to work on picking out the books and media that are in all of our libraries. Um, that and programming and working on really special projects that help um bridge library services to teens and young adults across our county.
0: That's great. So do you get to pick out the, the games, like the video games?
2: Thankfully, I do not do that. We have a fabulous uh, teen librarian, Nick Blurchinger, who does all the graphic novels and the gaming, and he's passionate about both of those. So happy to make sure that um, he gets to do the, that tough work of figuring out which books and games are in our
0: collection. Oh, that's great. So you have you have several people in your in your crew, so to speak, right?
2: Yeah, we've got lots of folks who have some different um, interests and specialties. Um, mine is just I just do the nonfiction and fiction and audio um, selection, as well as anything that's on the digital library for teens. Um, that's kind of my selection area.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, what's I mean, as long as we're here, who else is on? Who else is is in the teen? The teen crew. Do you have a name? Do you have like a nickname for that? Like the
2: the lunch brunch or something? No, we should. Right. Okay, maybe that'll be a new contest we'll have to do. No, um, the team staff um, is um, Nick Klerchinger, who's our teen librarian at Linden and Sarah Lavender, who's out at Ferndale, who also does some selection work and we have teen staff in all of our libraries um and so we're, we're we're excited we've got lots of people in every single library has their hand in something to do with teens so that that part's great
0: that's good so yeah. i mean because we want teens to be at the library
2: yeah absolutely i mean that's one of the things that we tell teens every time we see them is like the library really belongs to them um we want them to be there whether they're just using the free wi-fi or just taking a chance to hang out with other friends um, in non-COVID times, <laughs> I should Not, say. Yeah. And, you know, just get a chance to meet with some of our staff and um, get whatever they're curious about taking care of.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. It's a, and it's a safe place to get together.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's one of the few places in all of these small communities um, where people can hang out. And, yeah.
0: and it doesn't cost money.
2: No, it's absolutely free.
0: What a wonderful place.
2: I know. We're so, so thankful that we have this really amazing library system and um, that, you know, it's not lost on us that a lot of communities don't have this kind of rich experience of a really well-funded um, and well-supported library system. And we're, we're we're so thrilled that we get to um, be a part of this great community of the world of libraries in Whatcom County.
0: And, and so... In you know, in your role, um, working with teens, you and your team—I'm going to say teen team because okay. I just your teen team—you um, develop a lot of, of things for 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 teenagers to do.
2: Yeah. Um, well, we really want to make sure that teens, um, you know, see value in the library and that we're relevant in their lives. So. Um, even during times tough times like we're having right now, we have been able to find ways to bring library services to teens. And for some teens, that means taking part in our online programming. Right now, we are able to offer an art group called the Teen Creativity Hour, where teens meet once a week and just share their art with each other, encourage each other, show to each other different techniques and what they're working on to help kind of cross pollinate and, and inspire each other.
0: And that's um, online.
2: And that's online once a week. And so then, they're
0: so they're meeting through video and sharing each other's art. So mm-hmm. like holding up the look what yeah. I drew. Yeah. Up to the camera.
2: Right. Yeah. That's and they great. might have prompts or ideas or themes that they might work on or they might just have some extra time just to um, share what they're what they're doing. And that's true, too, for our Whatcom Teen Writers Group. They meet once a week and same thing. They help inspire each other and uh, critique each other in terms of what they're writing. And uh, we have a gaming group that meets once a week on Fridays. And, um, yeah, all sorts yeah. of different things happening for different interests um, for different teams. Yeah.
0: But now, before COVID, you had these same groups meeting in person is that right
2: we yes we had the same groups meeting they were in person what kind of a cool thing that that COVID is allowed is for teens to meet each other who live in different parts of the county you know because um now online you know a teen from Linden and a teen from Blaine and they may have never met each other before but they get a chance to meet and form friendships and make connections across the county that they might not have before which is so rich and awesome and um, that those are kind of some of the great things that have happened online. I know staring at a screen is kind of hard for all of us. Um, and maybe we're getting tired of that, but, um, these teens have found a real and created a real community on through these programs. And for that, we're, we're really thankful.
0: Yeah. I mean, if the, if the alternative is not connecting with people at all, I'll take the screens. (laughs) Exactly.
2: (laughs) So I hope one day we'll get back to the in-person stuff and I know we will, but for now I feel like, um, we found a, you know, I don't think these teen online programs are going away after COVID is done. We're going to probably still be able to find ways for teens from across the county to, to connect with each other. Cause it's yeah. just been such a great experience.
0: You have two kind of hallmark, um, Programs, I guess, that the kids get involved in, right? Right. You've got you've got Watt Comics and a Forest of Words.
2: These are two um, programs that we run. They're actually two publications, and um, they're um, all work done by teens in Whatcom County in grades six through twelve. So, Watt Comics is our art anthology that we publish each year. And um, it's filled with just incredible artwork, original artwork by teens, local teens, and there's everything from digital art to, um, you know, drawn with black and white or groups of teens working together on a on an art piece. Oh. Um, there's no theme to that particular art book, which is one of the things I love about it. It's not formulaic. It really inspires fun and creativity and um, um, just is really engaging, invites people to really look through the pages. And the other publication is A Forest of Words, which is our poetry anthology. Um, and that is, comes out annually as well and publishes the Poetry and verse of, of local teens. We're very proud of both of those collections. They're they're just um, beautiful. Publications. How long have, how
0: long have you guys been doing those programs those um, publications?
2: Yeah, Watt Comics started way before me. It was I think it was Jane Wheeler who came up with the idea to create a publication like this, and I think it came about. Um, and maybe some people who are listening to this can call in and let us know if I'm right about this. But my um, understanding is that, you know, it came around in the time of zines um, and comics and manga was getting big. Um, so they wanted to do something with Wacom and comics. So it started off as just comics. And then eventually teams just started sending in more, you know, regular kind of just a, a, a single image that they had created. Um and that was back in, I think, 2007 was the first um, first one that we published. And it had about maybe 30 artists, maybe fewer. Um, in 2021, we had over 125 artists take part. Wow. Um, so it's, it's really grown.
0: And were they all in the publication?
2: Yes, those were all in the publication. The ones we can't publish are ones where there might be a copyright issue, Oftentimes that's the issue. So maybe it's so like if I draw,
0: if I draw my version of Spider-Man,
2: yes, you, you wouldn't be able to
0: use that. Right. Okay. Exactly. Also, I need to be a teenager. Which, <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that's that part. That I can't part,
0: sneak in there.
2: No, you can't. Sorry.
0: Yeah. That's um, all right. and we,
2: we have had a lot of interest from kids who are younger and kids who are older, um, but we do really want to make sure that this stays a, a teen publication and young kids coming up can look forward to being part of it. And yeah, yeah, it's
0: like a, like a, um, rite of passage.
2: It is. It's become. definitely a coming of age ritual in Lockham yeah. County. It's, you get that opportunity.
0: There you go. So what happens to the publication?
2: Well, what happens is we solicit artwork and poetry. So what Comics opens for art, um, September 1st through October 31st. That's for the every Watt Comics. year. Yep, that's for Watt Comics and for Forrester Words, we open January first through the middle of March, March fifteenth. And once those both those publications close, then we um, have a small group oftentimes with a, a teen on our panel who look through the art or the poetry. Um, and um, make some make selections or help weed out things that might have some um, problematic issues, whether it's copyright or otherwise. And then um, we hand it over to our graphic designer. We're lucky to have an in-house amazing graphic designer, Cynthia French, who has since coming to WCLS has really elevated um, both of those publications. It is now perfect bound. It's no longer stapled or it used to be really homegrown. Now it's totally professional and yeah. um, it looks great. And her work has really made, um, helped us kind of spotlight the work of these teens and honor the work that they're doing. So uh, we send it out to be professionally um, printed. And when we get those back, um, we mail them out to the participants, Pre-COVID, we were able to host kind of a capstone, big celebration, whether at the Linden Library for the art where we would frame all the art and invite people in. Um, And for the for the poetry, we would have uh, poetry readings where um, poets could come and read their poem that was in the book and get the copy of the book and show off everything to their family and friends and teachers. Um, But right now we're just mailing the the copy of the book to um, the artists and poets. So uh,
0: everyone who participates gets a copy of the book for free.
2: That's correct.
0: That's that's great. And then of course a copy goes in our the library collection. Just that's, one copy, or
2: yeah, that's right. We no, we have um, one copy that we have at each branch, and though okay. but those can be um, checked out or viewed by anybody um, interested. And there's also a copy that's on our web page. What's something called flipbook, which you can just click on the book and actually flip through the pages. So if you go to WCLS um, forward slash teens and go to the get published section, you'll see a place where it says more Watt comics, and you can click on either one Watt comics or of Words and see past editions as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's it at WCLS.org slash teens. Yes. Why is the library involved? Isn't isn't this stuff that the schools do?
2: (laughs) Right. That's such a great question, Neil. I love that. And I was thinking about that um, earlier. You know, why do we do Watt Comics in a Forest of Words? And how is that relevant um, in today's world? And, you know, I think, first of all, at the library, we we are interested in not just being consumers of art and poetry and, you know, and And giving people access to that stuff. But we're also um, interested in helping students become creators. Teens become creators. And um, it's a way to engage in a way to tell one's story. Um, I think kids who have come up through this program year to year are, you know, um, people who have um, been involved in publishing and graphic novels and have continued along in that. Um, not everyone becomes a published artist or, or poet, you know, some are lawyers and software developers and whatever, but what's, what I think is really amazing is that these students had an experience of telling their story and feeling heard and valued, um, is something that, that isn't just the responsibility of schools. And I think schools do some of that really great work. Um, but, um, We uh, in the community have a responsibility um, to honor their words and their art. And that can be really transformative. I think um, no one can diminish when you say that you get to be a published artist and a published um, poet. Um, No one gets to diminish that. And
0: And so and you brought up something that I that hadn't really occurred to me, but but probably a lot of these kids are doing this year after year
2: yeah totally they are and I just read something from one of our artists that she was saying how um how much she loves going back to the old older copy older issues and looking at people and watching them grow and kind of getting ideas off of them of what she wants to incorporate and um so it's a way to kind of you know how you would stand against the wall and your parents would measure your growth it's kind of a way to see growth in a kid. It's so cool. If you look at some of the past issues and, and what they're doing now, it's just amazing. Madeline Morris is one of our participants this year. And, and I was just looking at some of her artwork, um, and how she's grown as an artist. And that's just been really, really fun.
0: You know, the other thing that you said that struck me there was thinking about, um, the, the kids who did this, who are now adults and have careers and, And, you know, you just wonder how much, you know, how much this influenced who they are now.
2: Right. I know. It may. I mean, it's so hard for us to know, but I do know that um, we've had, and we've told this story a few times, but I feel like it's so um, kind of encapsulates the power of being able to take part in something this about like this, which is that we've had, you know, a, a couple of teens, who started doing Watt Comics, one kind of interested in the other. And so they, they both entered their artwork into Watt Comics and then continued over the years. And now not only are both involved in um, cart- uh, illustrations and graphic novel and in the publishing world, but they ended up getting married. How amazing is that? Wow. <laughs> no, It's such a great story.
0: So, and they're working in illustration? Yes. I mean, that's their careers? Yeah. Uh,
2: Yeah. Although, you know, the reality is not everyone's going to be that artist or that published. And that's not the goal of this. The goal is real. I mean, I think actually what's one of the coolest things about Watt Comics is we don't have a theme. It's not about how good an artist you are. This is not a contest. It's about um, celebrating the art of these kids and, you know, just illuminating their art and their and their poetry. Um, that's, what's most important, I think, and really giving ourselves some time to slow down and listen to the voices of young people and what they have to say.
0: That's right. It's not a, it's not a contest. No. The, the idea of art as a competitive thing seems silly to me.
2: Yeah.
0: You just, well, yeah, you're... absolutely.
2: And, and what is so great about what Comics and A Forest of Words as you page through it, um, it's almost like one piece of art or one poem supports the one next to it. Like they help. Right. They, you see it as a collection, not as one individual art piece up on a pedestal. Do you know what I mean? Like as a collection, it's such a powerful publication. Um, it, it's so rare for some of us to get this window into the minds and worlds and and really thoughtful um, observations of young people and. Yeah. Um, to me, that's what makes this publication so special.
0: yeah, it's like a window into our community, yeah, or or our future community, right. the leaders of our community in five or ten years. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to think that you know, my lawyer or my dentist or the mayor of my little city, you know, at one point drew some art or wrote a poem in a publication in the library,
2: right. It's such a great way to honor the humanities and yeah. and I think to value, to say we value not only what your words are, but just the very act of participating in in the humanities.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. So I can't let you get away without asking the questions that I ask, have been <laughs> asking people. And I put you on the spot because I didn't warn you about this, but I like to ask people about a... a not even a favorite book but a Mm -hmm. book that comes to mind um and doesn't have to be like an adult book and maybe maybe it would be good to throw out a a teen book because i know you read a lot of teen books for your job and for pleasure because they're good books yeah so so do you have something that just comes to your mind as a something you want to share
2: Isn't it funny what book pops into your mind when somebody says, what book do you recommend? Like an hour ago, I wouldn't have thought of this book, but here you go. This is what you get. Um, I'm going to recommend 13 Doorways, Wolves Behind Them All by Laura Ruby. And it's a set in the 1920s. It's um, based off of Laura Ruby's mother-in-law's real life experience of being put in an orphanage not because she lost one parent and the other parent just didn't have the capacity to take care of her. And so they went she and her sister went to an orphanage. And so that's the, that's what roots this novel. But then it becomes a story about a ghost and a story about. Two sisters in an orphanage who have very different personalities, um, but both of whom need each other in order to survive in the outside world. Um, it's a really, really cool feminist retelling story with ghosts. I loved it. I think your listeners will too.
0: Wow, I, I'm interested in that. I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of of good um, historical fiction.
2: Yeah. So, this one was so, oh, it's so intricate and it's perfect for February. It's got a perfect February vibe.
0: All right. We'll mm-hmm. check it out. What's it called again? It's
2: called 13 Doorways Wolves Behind the Mall by Laura Ruby.
0: All right. Yeah.
2: Well, it's her next teen novel. It's been, you know, her latest um, young adult book after her uh, Prince winning um, 2015 book, Bone Gap, which is also.
0: So you say Excellent. Prince winning. Is yeah, a prince,
2: the prince is a, an a American Library Association Award given to the best young adult book okay. published that year.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And since we're talking about art and poetry, do you have a, a favorite artist or a favorite poet mm. that you would toss out there?
2: Well, I don't have a favorite artist or a favorite poet, but I will share with you the story of a Forest of Words, and one of my favorite poets, which is um, Naomi Shihab Nye, when she was in town for um, an event up at Western Washington University, um, we were able to invite some teen poets to come up and read their their poems. And um, some of the students from a, who were published in A Forest of Words did. And it was so cool, and she was so... Um, you know, just, um, I mean, taken, a, taken by surprise or, or just, you know, it was so exciting for them to be able to share their work with her in the audience. And, and she was just so gracious and so affirming of their work. Here she is, this multi-award winning, amazing poet, m- multiple books and publications. And here she was just um, spending time with them and just celebrating the work that they did. That was really a cool experience.
0: Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that sounds amazing. I could yeah. uh, just being a teenager and reading, knowing that there was someone, yeah, someone like, who had who had made it to the to the right. you know to the and top.
2: Someone who they probably read her poetry in class, and we do mm-hmm. all these exercises where we copy down the style and we try. Like Naomi Shihab Nye is that poet that you would you know read. Um, in your own classroom, and here she is in the audience, listening to teens um, present their work, yeah. and and she took home copies of A Forest of Words, and um, right. subsequently asked, emailed us, and asked for 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 uh, additional copies and and some of the newer editions. So that's that was really wow. New.
0: Yeah, well, that's great.
2: That's a good story.
0: Wow. Well, Tamar, thank you for for sharing about about all our teen services, but also especially about Watt comics and a forest of words. And I hope that, you know, listeners, you know, if you're, if you're an adult listening, go grab a teen and make them listen to the podcast.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And if you're an adult listening, you know, I would love to encourage you to join us in a way that maybe only you can, if you have the the means to help support um, some of the teen programming, Um, our Books and publications are um, supported through our foundation. And um, Books Unbound is uh, specifically uh, monies that are helpful for helping to support our teen programming throughout our county. So um, okay. please, so, please, please help.
0: So the Whatcom County Library Foundation.
2: Thanks, Neil. That was so much fun to talk, talk to you today and um, and uh, for all your um, excitement about what's happening for with teens in Whatcom County and the library. Well
0: thank you. It's yeah. I love talking to you. And <laughs> we we get to talk a lot over over uh yeah. the computer. Not very much in person, but Not, maybe that'll change soon. I hope so. <laughs> I'm here with Sorrel Thorner and Sorrel is a patron of the Whatcom County Library system mm-hmm. and an artist. So, Sorrel, tell me, uh, how long have you been an artist?
3: Basically, since I could hold a pencil and put it on paper, I was just drawing and making, going through a lot of paper and recently I have been getting into a lot of digital art. At this point, digital art is my main form of art, although I do still do a little bit of traditional art. I just think that there's a lot more opportunities with things you can do with digital art. Um, I feel like it's fun to prove people wrong when they say it's not real art, Um, because, I mean, it takes, it takes uh, just about the same amount of time. Um, It's not like it draws it all for you, so it does, I mean, it's basically the same as traditional art, except you have more options, more colors, more whatever you need. You have all the resources you need, basically. I think of artwork as kind of there has to be some sort of thought process behind it. If you're just scribbling on a paper and going through a bunch of paper and scribbling on it, I don't consider that artwork. But I did go through a lot of paper um, making artwork with at least a little bit of childish thought behind it. My librarian saw me drawing, and she said, "Oh, you should participate in Watt comics because you know you can get your artwork published and I was like, "Whoa!" and so I submitted it, and um I what got in did,
0: what did you What was your first drawing? Do you remember
3: It wasn't the current art style that I have, obviously, but um it was like a girl she had like a pink um outfit on, I think. She had some sort of like funny years i'm not sure but
0: (laughs) i don't remember exactly so have you been participating every year
3: yeah it's sort of uh i kind of forget about it until it comes up and then i'm like oh and then i find like artwork that i like from i don't i don't draw um like for Watt Comics specifically, I just take drawings that I like and I submit them. I like seeing the other artists in the book and um, if there's any like artwork that I recognize from someone that um, and they participate the next year, I like seeing how they've improved. It's just nice to see your own improvement, especially when you keep the old like, walk comic books and stuff.
0: You, now, as an artist, they present you with a a copy of the collection, the book.
3: Yeah, I think they mailed it to me last year. I have it somewhere, somewhere in my desk, probably. Do
0: you you have all of them? All of of the ones since you participated?
3: Um, yeah, somewhere. If you want a kind environment to submit your um, artwork to and see your improvement, and be able to meet other artists, I think it's very important and it's a good opportunity. I think they're um very accepting of like be more beginner artists. And I feel like I feel like everyone is kind of a beginner artist because artist like being an artist is like a lifetime I mean not for everybody, but for me specifically it's like a lifetime and, and for a lot of people it's a lifetime skill. So Um, like in your teenage years, you're still like a beginner artist, but especially in, um, like middle school and like you get to submit your art in a way where, um, I mean, they could choose not to publish you, but that just means you can try again next year and you'll be able to see your improvement even from when you submit it from the last year and be like, oh, it's nice that I submitted it this year because it looks so much better.
0: So, so it sounds like art is not about uh, being perfect right out of the bat.
3: No, no, definitely not. I don't, I don't like showing people my art from middle school. I mean, I'll show it because I think it's funny, but not that you should ever make fun of somebody's art from uh, the past, but looking back and um, being able to critique it yourself is uh, just kind of a fun experience.
0: Yeah, that's good. And, and you have some art here that you had drawn from a long time ago. Yes, very long ago. It's, I, it's time to pull that out and look.
3: <laughs> I'm not sure how recent this one was, but I went through a style where I would draw very, very big eyes. Um, if you can see, um, the whole head is basically just a big eyeball. So.
0: So well, it's been wonderful chatting with you.
3: Yeah. Thank and,
0: you. Um, good luck with your, with the Watt Comics competition this year. It's mm-hmm. not really a competition as much no, as a, it's more a showcase.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I look forward to seeing your, your work this year.
3: Yeah. Thank you.
0: All right. We've reached the end of another episode of WCLS in Watcom County Presents Library Stories. I'd like to thank my guests, Tamar Clark and Sorrel Thorner for coming on the show. Find out more about Watt Comics and A Forest of Words on our website at wcls.org. And as always, I'd like to thank my boss, Mary Vermillion. Trust ghosts, trust those that you have helped to help you in their turn. Trust dreams, trust your heart, and trust your story. When you come back, return the way you came. Favors will be returned. Debts will be repaid. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform or visit us at wcls.org podcast. This is Neil McKay for the Watcom County Library System. Take care, my friends.